You're listening to Music Tectonics. Welcome back to Music Tectonics, where we go beneath the surface of music and tech, uh, where we hop from New York to Chicago, to Nashville, to Toronto, to London, to Montreal, to Los Angeles, looking for music tech geeks and champions, where we hold meetups and panels and roundtables from South by Southwest to Music Biz, from DIY Musician to NAM. And now we have our very own conference. And one of the great things about having a podcast alongside the conference is we have year-round conversations about the interesting stuff happening in music tech and some of the coolest thinkers, uh, uh, leaders, like I said, music tech geeks and champions and, and folks from out there in the field who are doing great stuff. And today I'm excited because we've got one of our partners for Music Tectonics, Scott Fetters, with us. He's the director at 2112 Creative Industries Incubator in Chicago and the founder of the Center for Creative Entrepreneurship. Hey, Scott, how you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you know, I was trying to remember where we first met. And I think, I, I feel like I walked up to you at a conference. Is that true? You know, I was trying to think this, the same thing. And uh, I don't know. I know, I know we've known each other and, and worked together for, uh, for a long time. And now I remember having you up uh, maybe five years ago. I think, it, I think it was at least five years ago for uh, a PR workshop uh, when we were first getting launched. Yeah, I love that. When you get to 2112, you see these warehouses, you know, it's it, this warehouse district, you kind of park in the back and you walk in and, and, and all of a sudden you see there's like this maze of amazing musical and creative industry stuff going on. Why don't you give us a quick background on 2112 and also the recent launch of the Center for Creative Entrepreneurship for anyone who doesn't know? Sure. So yeah, the, uh, the concept is constantly growing and evolving. Um, you know, what started as a 92 room band rehearsal facility, uh, about eight years ago has quickly grown into 160,000 square foot creative ecosystem, um, that now houses an additional 32 music production studios, uh, six recording studios, uh, multiple live event production companies, uh, theater, uh, 7,000 square foot film and video production facility. And uh, 2112 is, is the business incubator located inside of all of that focused on, um, you know, initially music and then expanded into film, video, sports, fashion, uh, immersive, um, general creative and, and supporting industries. Uh, we like to say now, you know, throughout the facility, um, any level of artist, any level of creative aligned business, there's a home for you somewhere uh, and the resources to help get you to the next level. Um, this February, um, we spun off. There was a lot that, uh, that we realized we wanted to do. Um, we have a mighty, uh, you know, I've had a mighty team of three, uh, doing all of <laughs> this. Um, and, and, uh, there was a lot on the educational side on the, uh, workforce development side, uh, that we wanted to expand into, um, and didn't really have the resources internally to do it. So we spun off all of our education, uh, our educational arm into the Center for Creative Entrepreneurship uh, to expand the reach of our programming. Um, we're currently working uh, actually with uh, with Brian Pennick, um, white labeling his his platforms, Musicians Desk Reference and Music Career Map, uh, to launch our own e-learning platform and career marketplace. Um, expanded into uh, general creative industries, um, nine industries under the creative umbrella. Uh, we're also then launching a, a workforce development arm. Uh, to focus on developing talent pipelines for the creative sector. Um, so really between these three initiatives, 
uh, we're looking to create a kind of the global model on how to develop a creative sector uh, for a region that can then be replicated globally. Oh, is that all? <laughs> <laughs> that was the we we could we could fill a whole podcast just with the background, but uh, that's that's the very abridged version. <laughs> Man, and it's a lot to take in. I mean, uh, you know, for me, like when I first, when I, when you guys first were getting started in that five or what six years ago, whenever that was, like you already had this, um, these these rehearsal studios. Uh, there were like ninety plus of them. I remember even then, you had a waiting list of several months for more bands that wanted to get in. You had, you know, long term, monthly, and hourly music rehearsal studios. That that's still going, right? That's just one small piece. That's going, yeah. That's uh, that's a third of the building now, um, and that's that's very active. There's about um, you know 500 bands a month that are coming through in those hourly rehearsal rooms. Um, about a thousand people uh, active in the facility overall um, on the on the Fort Knox side, and then uh, about 120 businesses currently within 2112 itself. Wow. So so the rec- the rehearsal studio side is still called Fort Knox, and then the business kind of incubator co-working space is 2112. And within somewhere in there, there's also now recording and production studios. You've got um, a film hangar um, and classrooms. You've got you've got another. I know there was like a, a radio streaming studio in there. Um, am I missing anything? <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, there's, uh, that's something we always like to say too. I mean, there's, uh, there's a couple hundred doors that you walk past, uh, you know, and you walk through this maze and, and, uh, it, it, uh, <laughs> doesn't look too, uh, you know, it's unassuming from the outside, but, uh, there's something amazing behind every single one of those doors that you open up. Yeah, got it. And so the center for creative entrepreneurship, as well as your partnership with Brian Pennick are kind of like these, these, uh, spinoffs to keep doing, adding more, adding kind of, kind of, uh, building out the stack of possibilities for the creative industries in Chicago. And now you're saying you actually want to build that out so that it becomes a model that can be replicated in other cities. Exactly. Wow. Well, there's, there is a lot there. Um, and, uh, I guess if somebody's coming for a visit to Chicago, how can they come and find out what's going on there or see what's in action there? Um, you can uh, always best uh, with with how crazy it gets here sometimes to uh, to contact us in advance. Um, you can find us on our, our website twenty one twelve inc dot com. Um, social media, um, feel free to contact us. Uh, my contact direct contact info is on the website as well. Uh, but if you happen to be in the neighborhood and and just want to pop by, um, you know we're open. Uh, eight to seven, uh, Monday through Friday, uh, physically at, at the front desk. Um, Fort Knox has, has expanded hours beyond that. Um, just, yeah, come see us. Yeah, cool. And uh, I guess I should ask, I mean, we're still in the midst of this extended pandemic. Um, how have you been dealing with that? Uh, A, being an in-person venue, physical brick and mortar place, um, and B, you know, what that's, you know, what other opportunities and, and, and kind of pivots you guys have been doing as a result of all the social distancing and lockdown and, and all that stuff in COVID-19. Yeah, no, it's, it's funny. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been here, uh, in the office every day since, uh, since March kind of holding the fort down. Uh, I got obviously very, very quiet for, uh, for March, April, started to pick back up uh, slowly. We have all of the, um, you know, the proper uh, procedures in place. Um, actually got very lucky. My, uh, my partner um, who runs our film division uh, had started a company seven years ago uh, called Sterile Environments, which um, does uh, an antimicrobial spray uh, 
for its, its one, one full year of protection on surfaces against um, mold, bacteria, virus. Uh, so he came in immediately, sprayed. We, um, you know, we distanced chairs. We did everything. Um, we're actually pretty lucky with the space, um, with the, the physical barriers that already existed. We didn't have to do a whole lot. Um, but, you know, it was also funny because March was, uh, you know, we were, we were just leading up to, and I look at, you know, really South by being uh, kind of the, the start of all of this. And, and that's where I was on the fence up until, you know, the night before. Um, and I was supposed to be down there, down there nine days. I think I was on, on three panels and just had nine solid days of meetings. And it was leading into, you know, what, what we were planning on being our best year ever. Um, and we had we'd taken that momentum and, and, you know, really shifted it. Um, and uh, we're coming out of this uh, with what looks like is going to be our still our best year ever, um, which with a much stronger focus on uh, media and technology. Um, so our, our first focus was obviously making sure that our members were taken care of and, and were adjusting and, um, you know, had the, the resources and, and skills and, and weren't sitting back and just waiting for this to end. Um, so we helped guide, um, you know, members first, um, kind of second was, um, focused on some artist relief, um, at the, at the city and state level. Um, you know, our, our fiscal sponsor with, um, with CCE is Arts Alliance Illinois, and they led the efforts in Illinois on, on artist, um, relief efforts. Um, so after that, then it was really focused on, on us and, and how do we shift and, and pivot and be successful moving forward. And, um, took you know a, a strong focus on, on media and technology um, so we upgraded um, this was already in the works very very luckily um, in, in a lot with CCE we'd already planned on going online uh, and, and virtual and and you know more global um, but our main stage um, immediately we, we um, upgraded we installed um, technology for uh, streaming and recording so we can now uh, anything that we do, uh, no audience or small audience, we can still uh, record, stream, archive everything that happens in the stage, both educational programming and, and artist performance. Um, we very, uh, very thankful to, to Comcast Business came in and um, sponsored a startup studio that we that will be launching uh, in the next month or so. Um, that'll be available for free um, for small businesses throughout Chicago to come in and create audio and video content. Um, we have uh, Shure had, had sponsored a podcast booth for us. Um, and then the studio that you had mentioned um, that was in the works, uh, we still can't quite say who's who's behind it, um, but it's uh, it's going to be big and um, that's going to launch um, uh, beta launch in November. Um, so about half of 2112 uh, now is is set up for and, and focused on um, uh, media content creation uh, streaming. Um, and then uh, beyond that, um, the uh, one of the, the co-founders of Media Tech Ventures, who we, we had been talking to, uh, John Cesaro, ended up moving up to Chicago and is now working out of uh, 2112. Uh, so we're working very closely. Um, they have their 12-week uh, more formal curriculum uh, with the, their incubator uh, collective. Uh, so that is now and in, in basically come on top uh, of 2112 and, and uh, the programming that we do. Um, we're sharing resources, sharing um, uh, mentors, and and uh, working together. Um, they have some international initiatives as well that, that paired very well with what we've done. Um, they're running programs currently in uh, in Korea and Colombia. 
um, and there were programs that we had similarly um, are working on with um, with Italy and, and a few others. Um, so we have now officially uh, joined forces and um, working together to, to expand our, our focus on media technology uh, and that's, content. That's amazing. So so those those spaces like the theater that you're talking about, what kind of content is being created there or do you imagine being created there? I mean, are you talking concerts? You mentioned educational programming. Is it also other um, formats, disciplines? Yeah, it's, it's really, um, it's, it's everything. So our, our main stage, it's 150, um, seat, um, you could think of it as a, a venue. It's where we've traditionally done all of our educational programming. Um, it is now, uh, set up. We through through a few partnerships and, and sponsorships, um, we have full backline. Uh, we can do streaming, and we're just starting to do uh, streaming and and recording of, of full band performances. Um, typically, what we do, we don't do anything public facing, but we do a lot of artist showcases, industry showcases. Um, so that's something that we'll be able to create additional content around. Um, but then we have, you know, small business in general. Um, you know, the the focus of the the Comcast studio would be not just uh, for the creative sector, but really for for small businesses who you know now more than ever uh, need that that content to promote themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, there'll be multiple stations set up where they can do um, you know solo presentations, and and um, uh, there'll be a section set up for interviews. There'll be just an audio um, station set up for voiceover and and podcasts and and things like that. Um, so really multi-purpose is as universal as possible for creating um, all of the basic content that small businesses and, and creatives need. So this is almost like you took the model of Fort Knox reco- uh, uh, rehearsal studios and you're translating it to business and say, okay, so if we're going to provide these little modular spaces for creating content from a small business perspective, what could that look like? And so you've got this soundstage with live streaming and recording, you've got studios and you've got podcast stations, webinar stations, that kind of thing. Yep. Got it. Very cool. And 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 uh, with with the pandemic, I mean, a lot of stuff can't happen in person. How are you leveraging the interest in all the stuff um, that's happening online in terms of the the mission of Twenty One Twelve and Center for Creative Entrepreneurship? How are you guys kind of um, magnifying your footprint, given there's so much stuff happening all around the country and around the world right now? Yeah, and and I always like to say, I mean, the the vision and mission of of 2112 was always uh, much larger than our physical space or our brand. It was focused, you know, initially on solving a problem for Chicago on, on the fragmented industry um, that we, we discovered. Um, you know, we're looking um, now with that in mind, and, and we have said, you know, we with the, the Center for Creative Entrepreneurship's um, educational programming. Uh, I mean, so we saw a lot of organizations shift to, to online virtual free events and, and said immediately, you know, we don't need to, um, we've, we've never wanted to go out and compete. It's always, you know, collaborate first, um, fill in gaps um, second, you know, only, only create something if, if there's a need identified um, and don't ever build something that's, that's direct competition of somebody that we could potentially work with. Um, so I think, you know, that's something that has been great through, um, through COVID. There's a lot of organizations that we have had, you know, loose relationships. We've always talked about coming out, um, you know, internationally to conferences and and different incubators and innovation hubs and universities. And, uh, you know, I think COVID and and the switch to virtual has allowed us really to come together 
and uh, work together and, and share resources. Um, you know, we were very early on um, with COVID. We, you know, we participated um, in, in, with each each group slightly differently, but you know, either through you know helping um, with workshops, mentoring, um, promotion. Um, different ways we, we worked with um, the next stage challenge with California music tech with medium lab um, and recently with uh, G beta music tech um, with some mentorship initiatives. Um, but I think it's something that's, you know, that's really special that will last uh, beyond, uh, beyond COVID, you know, these, these relationships that are built and the opportunity that really, you know, we, we created this for a reason. Um, and, and I think, you know, a lot of times people lose sight of that. Um, mm-hmm. And, and the reason is never about us. It's about helping the industry and helping these startups. And the more that we can work together, uh, the better we're going to do at that. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the Chicago scene that you, you guys are a part of, that you've been kind of growing, becoming a hub for. Maybe um, could you could you kind of like maybe introduce us to some of the music tech companies or other creative industries companies that, that are in your network? Sure. Yeah. And there, and there's a lot to be said about, you know, Chicago in general. Um, you know, I, I think it's something that's overlooked sometimes with, um, you know, the, the number of, um, top tier universities having DePaul and Northwestern and university of Chicago and others, um, all here, um, having the investment community here, uh, involved heavily in other industries, um, you know, having the history of, of manufacturing, um, it's the, and, um, the ad agencies, you know, we have, uh, the, the global music supervisors for, you know, Lear Burnett, BBD, um, uh, DDB, BBDO, McGarry Bowen, uh, and others all here. Um, you know, just, just the, the film and television industry as well. Um, looking at, you know, Cinespace, um, our, our partners in the film industry, uh, you know, when we think about us having a massive facility, they're 10 times the size of us. Um, and, and, you know, they, with their next round of, of expansion, are going to be the largest film production facility in North America. Um, so that's something that we look a lot at is, you know, our strength um, is, is never, you know, as, as the city of Chicago, I think, is not competing um, with other music cities necessarily it's, it's it's focusing on that cross-industry collaboration and the fact that we have some of the best music and theater and dance and fashion um, all here um, a lot of it being uh, very b2b as well and i think you know that's something that um that we look at that um is kind of manifested in the the companies that come out of here um, so some of the startups that you know that we're working with that are um you know, in our space that are music specific, um, Flig Music is, is working on connecting bands um, with meeting planners and, and um, corporate and social events. Um, up next, I know they've, uh, they've been a number of, of multiple programs um, and have the backing of, of Capital now. They've been here from the beginning um, and, and through multiple iterations, their, uh, their current version is, is helping artists monetize through fan contests. Uh, Midio, who will be part of the, the Technotics Conference, um, was actually funded uh, to be here by the Canadian government, um, looking connect, to connect with the, um, the advertising agencies uh, that are in Chicago. Um, they have a, an AI machine learning uh, tool to streamline processes and, and monetization for sync licensing. Um, we have then some that are that are more supplemental to the music industry. Uh, Voyeur, uh, for example, is is working on 3D and VR video content uh, primarily for festivals. Hmm. Um, industry media is um, 
starting to grow relatively quickly as well, or an, an interactive streaming platform, uh, working with emerging artists and, and filmmakers. Uh, Cover uh, is has been with us the past year, um, and they're an AI-based security platform uh, for venues and large-scale events. Um, so you start seeing a lot of these things that are more um, supplementary and, and um, uh, you know, s- supporting the industry um, rather than direct uh, music tech. Uh, wow. Yeah, um, and then and then there's you know some of the the larger companies that are in Chicago too that I think people don't realize um, are necessarily Chicago based. You know that we're that we're working with and connected to. Um, I think uh, I just heard Songfinch um, got a next uh, next round of funding, but then um, some of the larger companies, you know, Cameo um, started here. They're they're having explosive growth right now. Um, Reverb the same. Um, you know they they were acquired by Etsy and um, have had their strongest quarter um, in history. Um, this past quarter, um, Sure is headquartered here. Sure Microphones, um, Nether Realm, um, in the in the gaming space, the makers of uh, Mortal Kombat. Um, so there's really there's you know this unbelievable community here, um, not just in music but but general uh, creative industries. It's a big city, and uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> um, I guess yeah, may- maybe historically people are thinking coastal, but there's there's so many people and so many uh, great innovators there in Chicago. It's interesting how you, by really kind of putting your flag in the ground, twenty one twelve, and and putting a shingle out there, has really become a magnet and a hub for so much of this interaction. It must be a blast watching these folks come in and, and meet each other and, and ultimately do business together, launch partnerships together, things like that. Um, can you tell us a little bit about some of the interesting things that have spawned, not necessarily because of 2112, but because of people showing up there and finding each other there? Yeah. I mean, there's uh, there's a number of, and that was always amazing to, uh, to witness. I think one of my, one of my favorite examples, not necessarily the biggest, uh, monetarily but um i think just two years ago we had a production design firm in-house um that uh that had bid on it was a two-person team that bid on the on trains uh summer uh tour doing all of their production design Mm. um and and they were able to based on the community that was here um put in the full bid uh for and say yes we can we can do all of that basically knowing that they had the support around them so they ended up working with i think it was five different um companies internally um they they hired um, subcontracted with one of our video production companies in-house um they had um 12 line studio who's um you know graphic designer in-house do all of the uh custom graphics and and uh, lettering um they actually hired my my wife was working with a, a separate company um, in the brand space uh, here to to be Virginia for Meet Virginia. Um, they they then uh, filmed everything in our hangar. Um, they did all of the projection mapping in our theater. Uh, you know, and, and that I still remember. You know, us going out and there were about twenty of us um, that never would have met. You know, outside of twenty one twelve that that all came together. We were all at that concert when when they came through. Uh, Chicago and just that feeling and looking around and, and knowing that each person had this small part in something that was so much bigger than, than them individually. Uh, but there's a lot of versions, a lot of examples of that uh, type of thing happening in the space and um, to, you know, smaller degrees and, and much larger degrees. It's interesting. You, you think about those things when there's a pandemic and a lockdown in terms of physical space. We recently had on the podcast um, uh, Juan Torres from prison.fm and he was talking about 
people pivoting their concerts in Wyoming where they have drive-in theaters turning into not only drive-in concerts, but drive-in rodeos. And I was just commenting that, it, uh, you know, just the fact that they have so much space in Wyoming is a spot for innovation in a way that you couldn't do in, a, in, a, in another place. And I think of Chicago as, and a lot of the Midwest as having a different sense of space. I mean, Chicago is a pretty spread out city. And here you landed in this huge warehouse in this warehouse district that's allowed you to just keep building on. Whereas if you had been in a very dense city where um, there just you know there wasn't space like that or spaces at, at such an expensive premium you couldn't have really quite kind of built it out like that but it's interesting to think about the physical space and its relationship to this type of networking and, and getting business done yeah no and, and we got very lucky and you know that was uh, you know very candidly not part of the, the plan at the beginning um, <laughs> with, with Fort Knox um, and that was before I got involved as well you know when they they came and um, they were looking at other spaces that were just, you know, 30, 40,000 square feet. And they ended up, uh, you know, leasing a, a third of this just massive warehouse, you know, that, that used to be the old, uh, uh, Zenith TV factory in the forties. Um, and, and didn't really have a plan beyond that rehearsal space. And it is, you know, that, that additional space has allowed us to, uh, you know, very organically and, and authentically, uh, grow based on on the feedback that we've gotten and and uh you know it seems like there's always one more little piece that we can expand into and and you know we're all one story right now and then we look at what happens next do we do we start building up do we start looking at other spaces um but yeah no that's that's definitely been a huge part of our success is um the space and you know being just on the on the outskirts of town right in between uh you know incredibly accessible right off of, of the highway and public transportation um but you know far enough outside of downtown where um you know real estate makes sense to to where um, we can make it affordable for for startups to be here as well. Yeah. I mean, I actually, you know, when we were hired by CD Baby to help them launch their DIY musician conference five, six years ago, starting in Chicago, because we didn't want to, you know, overlap with events that were already happening in New York and Nashville and, and so forth. Um, it was such a great opportunity for us to connect with the, the, the music industry and the creative industries just right out of the gate and to be able to do some meetups and events at your space and also just, just be tapped into this network that you, you guys had. So, um, I, I definitely, you know, experienced the benefits of, of what it's been like for you guys to put a flag in the ground and build this network and so forth. Um, and it's cool. I think that a lot of the, the folks that get involved with 2112 see that collaborative spirit that you just bring to the the table and all your activities. Um, you know, I'm curious, uh, before we wrap up here, what are some trends from your vantage point that you're keeping an eye on, whether it's in music tech or the creative industries, what are some things that, that you're, you're interested in seeing as we move into the music tectonics conference, which is coming up a week from when this uh, podcast is published? What are, what are some of the topics that, uh, that you're thinking about? You know, it's, it's, uh, interesting cause we, uh, we, we try to dabble in a little bit of everything, um, you know, dip our toes and, and see if things make sense um, and, and really just have a pulse on, on kind of everything that's happening in the trends. And that's, you know, a big part of why we want to be um, involved with tectonics as well, um, to learn about things that, that we don't know or aren't expecting. Um, you know, mm-hmm. as, as far as uh, Chicago in particular um, and, and what we're working on, um you know, I think there's there's a big focus on B two B immersive technology. Um, you know that it is something that uh, we've been talking for a long time in Chicago, and there's a lot of 
uh, more consumer-based, um, you know, ARVR uh, concepts that are that are out there on the coast. But uh, you know, I think Chicago itself is looking to kind of plant that flag as as um, you know the space for for B two B immersive. Hmm. Um, also, sync licensing again with you know the ad agencies that are here. Um, innovation in in um, sync in tracking uh, in in metrics and metadata. Um, in, in protecting your your work um, is something that we're always uh, very interested in. Uh, but no, we're we're again very very excited to uh, just to be a part of everything. Um, you know, I think that's that's what's been great about being part of all of these different uh, organizations and and hubs and all is, you know working together is um, we just kind of have that that constant pulse on on what's happening, what's new. Yeah, I mean, it is interesting as you talk to think a little bit about that kind of industrial history of Chicago that led to this strong advertising um, presence, which led to a strong film and TV presence, um, which seems relevant to the immersive stuff as well. And uh, and it's great that you've uh, set us up with Justin Gray from Midio, the the sync uh, tech company you you were talking about that's going to be on our um, sync tools um, panel at the conference and. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I think we should also mention that we're going to collaborate on a kickoff event. Um, October 26th, we're going to be hosting a uh, uh, an opening party that's in a virtual world. It's not you don't need a headset for it, but you do have to download special software. Those of you who have badges should have already gotten a notification about this, that you're going to download Deggy World, which is a virtual venue where you get to customize your avatar and uh, walk around uh, this this animated interactive space. There's a beach, there's a gallery, there's performance stages and so forth, but your audio is on, so you can actually talk to these avatars. So that's, that's for our, our party um, on October 26th. But t- why don't you tell everyone about the, the event that we're collaborating on as well as uh, a presentation? I was just saying, in the end of October, you will definitely find me on the beach. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> not the not the uh, Lake Michigan beach, I suppose. No, you're uh, yeah the virtual. I'll I'll turn the heat up here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, but yeah, no, we're we're excited. Um, we have the um, uh, the announcement will come out very soon. Um, as far as the specifics um, that will be able to to be found, um, you know, on, on the platform and then through. Um, uh, tectonics communication, but um, we are excited to be able to host uh, this. The new CEO of Reverb, um, who has has taken over with their acquisition um, by Etsy, um, whose focus really is on uh, you know expanding uh, the the reach and, and um, expansion into the, the global market. Um, so he'll be he'll be talking about the history of uh, Reverb. From I mean you know they started as a small brick and mortar. Uh, um, you know, space in on the north side of Chicago um, into you know the global leader in in uh, uh, resale of of equipment um, and they still have the guitar store right and the drum store they do yep yeah yeah it's I mean that guitar store is something else it's like a museum <laughs> you walk in and they're just beautiful historic guitars you know just displayed like a museum except you can pick them up and play them and buy them. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. No. It's it's amazing. It's an amazing story. And uh, yeah. So that 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 information will be coming out very soon. Uh, but yeah, we're excited to to partner for part of the kickoff. 
Yeah. So go to musictectonics.com to uh, get more info about our all of our events, including the 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 conversation with the CEO of Reverb and uh, and the uh, opening party and the virtual event and so much more. Um, Scott, thanks so much for supporting the conference, coming out for it, um, and for everything that you've done for the the music space, the music tech space, creative industries. You're you're so great about that collaborative spirit, not only in Chicago, but we all see you at these music industry events and, um, and it, you just emit a positivity. And I'm so glad we get a chance to work together on stuff. Yeah, no, thank you. And that was something I wanted to mention as well. Um, you know, with, with a lot of people struggling, um, you know, through, through COVID, um, I know you're doing a lot to, to feature us, but, uh, you know, we'd love to, to give you the shout out to that, uh, with everything that you've done with the, the tectonics platform, with the podcasts, um, everything that you're doing to, to continue to bring people together and, and promote, uh, is appreciated on our end as well. Awesome. Thanks, Scott. So come out and see Scott Fetters at Music Tectonics. Scott, we'll see you in uh, just a week at the, at the conference. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. Sounds great. And thanks for listening to the podcast. Obviously, the Music Tectonics Conference is what we're focused on right now because it's happening just a week away from the first uh, publishing of this podcast. Go to musictectonics.com, sign up for our newsletter, subscribe to our podcast, and come be part of the experience. We're working extremely hard not only to bring these great thought leaders and interesting, successful entrepreneurs, people like the CEO of Reverb, um, people like uh, Scott Cohen, the Chief Innovation Officer from Warner Music Group, um, representatives from TikTok and Instagram and Triller, lots of amazing companies that uh, are really changing how the business of music is done through technology and innovation. But we're also working really hard to create the opportunity for you to do networking uh, via our platform. You can do one-to-one video chat with anybody at the conference. You can do speed networking where you get introduced to somebody randomly for three minutes and then you move on to the next person. So it's going to be a blast. Um, Make sure to come to Music Tectonics October 26th through 28th. Thanks for listening. You're listening to Music Tectonics.